What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com Wrestling Podcast, February 13th edition. We are just 45 minutes away from Valentine's Day. I guess an hour 45 if you're in Alex's neck of the woods. A big Monday Night Raw to talk about. Like I had people... I was a little late getting to watch Raw, and I had people tweeting me saying, worst Raw ever. I have no clue what the hell they were talking about. Alex, you've already let your face be seen here with your your mic adjustment. Sorry. How dare you? I was trying to get it closer so people could hear me, you know. Yeah, that's overrated. What would you think of the show tonight before I get into the plugs? I uh, I agreed with those people until I stopped agreeing no. with those people. Yeah, I did. Uh, the first hour was abysmal, um, but it got better. You know, but the first hour was awful. I feel like I probably would have thought the same about the first hour, but I showed up at like eight thirty-five and fast-forwarded through a lot of commercials and a lot of entrances. Yeah. So I didn't get that. So that 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 could be the case. Either way, I'm I'm coming at this with a pretty optimistic look. Guys, if you've never been to fightful.com, go visit fightful.com. You get the best in wrestling, MMA, and boxing podcasts, interviews, live coverage, exclusive news, photos, videos. Soon our forums will be coming back. We have discuss uh boards as well for you all to chat chat on during the live shows. We you get uh, coverage from all angles whether it's journalists, uh, wrestlers, fighters, uh, even actors and businessmen, fans, anything. We got it all at Fightful.com. If you want to support Fightful, head over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Ross Sapp and buy one of those beautiful Fightful t-shirts. We have them soft style, long sleeve, short sleeve, uh, muscle tees. Got them all over there. Also, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. If you listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher, leave us a nice review. Send us the review. We'll follow you on the Twitter machine. Twitter, speaking of, Fightful Wrestle, Fightful MMA, at Fightful Online. A couple of the things you'll get over at Fightful.com. Exclusive podcast with Shane Helms, Matt Riddle, and Elias Theodoro of the UFC. Register for free to get early access to those Helms and Riddle shows. They always have some good news coming out of uh, some interesting news coming out of them. Once a month, I do a mailbag with both of them uh, where they just answer any question that you want. Uh, that, that's really good stuff. Me and Shane Helms tackle a different topic each week, and Matt Riddle just does not care about who he pisses off on his way to the WWE. Not at all. Also, I want to encourage you guys to check out Jason Kincaid's articles. Uh, he is an Evolve wrestler who made some appearances for Ring of Honor. He did like a five-part series for us. It's under our feature section. Uh, there should be a pro series section coming tomorrow, I think. But it's there. If you ever wondered what it was like to go through a WWE, or not a WWE tryout, a Ring of Honor tryout, check that out. That is unbelievable. Also, the mornings after Raw and SmackDown, I will post my uh, notes from this podcast. And, of course, you get your news, your breaking news, uh, columns, uh, off the tracks with a train. I love like, like I love it when he does it himself. But Alex, I think assigning you things is my favorite. <laughs> Making me report on the crazy news of the day. Yeah, that's yeah, that is good. At your whim, at your beck and call. Hey, hey, monkey, be funny. <laughs> it's fun. It works. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good gig. I it got. works, man. Oh, damn. 
So this Monday Night Raw, I was really happy to see a Chavo Classic graphic. Uh, I'll say that right off the bat. I wish they would have given a video package too. Me too. Especially considering some of the people they've given video packages to in the past. Uh, yep. Now, I'm not that learned on Chavo Cla- Classic's uh, long-term history in, in right. the sport, but they gave, they gave some video packages to some questionable people. In what may be a first in Monday Night Raw history, Stephanie McMahon and Roman Reigns opened the show, Alex. <laughs> yeah, so unexpected. I did not see that one coming. And what was even uh, more unexpected is Roman Reigns interrupted Stephanie McMahon. Has, that's Yeah, I don't – Exciting. Uh, I, yeah. I, I guess they're trying to get Roman over by making Steph hate him. You know, like, uh, okay, well, we all hate her. Whoever she hates, we like. So I guess we like Roman now. Um, did you have, did you, have you yeah. heard the story on Bruce Pritchard's podcast about Stephanie McMahon and the XFL? Uh, yeah, I did hear about that. The, 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 the she had to go in and be the, the like <laughs> the, the sideline announcer. And everybody <laughs> in the background's chanting, slut, 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 slut. <laughs> and I guess somebody, <laughs> And the headset's like, what are they chanting? Slut. Well, get the slut out of there. Well, the slut is the daughter of the owner of the league. So, oh, you see, this he, not- he was encouraging people on Raw at the time to <laughs> chant that at her. And those sure. are the same people who were at the XFL games. So you yeah. kind of made your bed. Now you got to lie in it. Yeah. The dialogue that these two had was very soap opera-ish. And sometimes I'm okay with that, but I'm not okay with that here. I didn't like it. It was really crappy and bad, especially when Anderson and Gallows come out. And by most standards, their dialogue wouldn't be too hot. But, man, it was a lot better than what Roman Reigns and Stephanie McMahon had going for them. Right. Yeesh. Yeah, the thing that that I found – uh, you know, most galling about this was uh, that he's Roman comes out and is like, I want Braun Strowman tonight. And then uh, Stephanie has to do her thing where she, she teases being a baby face. Like, what do you say, Vegas? Do you want to see it tonight? Uh, and of course everybody does. And yeah. then she says, but I'm not going to give it to them. Because it's the dumbest thing ever. I hate it. I hate it. Uh, but then she says to Roman, see, you're injured from last week when Braun Strowman hurt you by you know putting you through the barricade um so you know because obviously you're hurt because you're limping so much oh no wait you're not because you don't do that um so i'm gonna protect you by not having you wrestle braun Strowman tonight then gallows and anderson come out and say we want a handicap match with roman reigns and she says that's a great idea handicap match against two guys because i want to protect you because i said that 30 seconds ago it's just – it's really bad and lazy. I don't like it. No, I'm glad that this had an inconclusive ending, like a, a DQ, because the tag champion should, in, except in maybe rare, rare, very special occasions, defeat sure. any one man. And they – I hate to use the term bury, but they really did bury an entire generation of tag teams doing this in the mid-2000s. Like, yeah. every week, Batista was kicking the living shit out of La Resistance while they were, like, tag champions – or, or whoever were tag champions at the time. he would. I remember one time he beat the shit out of them. He, he made like a mountain out of them and just stood on them. I was like, man, this tag division's rough. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know how well protected they were, though. Even though they won by DQ, the only reason they won by DQ is because they just wouldn't stop punching Roman Reigns. Like, one of guys wouldn't get out of the ring. So they DQ'd him. Then afterwards, Roman Reigns got out of a magic killer, which no one's ever gotten out before. Uh, and then went and fetched a chair, and the tag champions ran away because they were so scared of one guy with a chair. Well, listen, so listen, listen. I know what play. happened here, and it's understandable. Roman Reigns is on; he uses on it, which you all can go and use at Fightful.com. Click that little tab. That on it tab, you can use that Alpha Brain. Maybe you work sixty hours a week like me. You need some energy. You take Shroom Tech. That's what I take. You take Alpha Brain, it keeps you going for podcasts like this. Even if you've done one every day for the last, I don't remember the last time I didn't do a podcast. Probably San Antonio. Maybe your sleep cycle's a little screwed up. Mine sure is. That's why I take that new mood, make sure I get a full night's sleep. And then 
when I'm good and recovered, I use those awesome kettlebells. I wear those sweet on it t-shirts and I do it by clicking that on it link over at fightful.com. Uh, what I think he should do is maybe uh, never clothesline anybody again because those are really pissing me off the more I watch them. Yeah. Yeah. Kofi Kingston uh, <laughs> defeated Bo Dallas. So New Day came out. I liked them tonight. I'm sure you didn't because you oh hated everything. God, that was so bad. What? Um, okay. I liked it. Listen, no, here's the thing. Uh, they brought out a manila folder that says ice cream blueprints on it. <laughs> and we're just supposed to trust there's ice cream blueprints in there. A, what leads bo- you to believe there aren't? I, I don't trust anything why, why is this a guilty and so proven innocent situation for you, Alex? It's ice Listen, cream. I, I've, I've been burned in the past by too many people. I don't trust anything unless I see it sourced and verified. Uh, so, listen, can we talk about how Bo Dallas is out here for the first time in months on Raw in a ring, and he's got this awesome beard? I'm, uh, and, and no, we his, can't talk about that. That's pointless. Why the fuck do we talk about that? And his brother just became a champion of SmackDown and might need a new guy to run with him since Luke Harper doesn't like him anymore and Randy Horton's coming back. And they, Randy they Horton. literally – Randy Orton, excuse me. Randy Orton is coming at him for his title. Uh, and they just effectively wrote off Bo Dallas by having him lose in this fashion. And then as he was unconscious in the ring, they, they force-fed him bootios. Yeah, like, they million-dollar manned him for sure. They did. They did because they're baby faces, and that's what baby faces do. It was um, hilarious. Okay, um, it was. A couple if, of things. Hold on, hold on. Just want to say a couple of things. I like the subtle little comments and jokes between New Day to to each other, like Biggie burying Kofi's jokes by saying, yes. "You shouldn't have told that. That was a terrible joke. I told you backstage." There was a turdy production spot that missed the beginning of the match. Good job, guys. And my first thought was. Remember when Bo Dallas got that super weird push for like a month and a half and then was taken off TV? Yeah. You got to get the you same gotta make gimmick, sure that though. You got to make sure that Ben Wong debut is good and over in China. He uh he's still coming down to the ring apparently. We didn't see it, but he's still coming down to the ring with that stupid election sign in February. Um so, you know, we know that only Bo believes topic. in Bo. Uh my thing is if this is a way because what happened when, when Jack Swagger jumps ship? He lost somehow to Jinder Mahal, and then he just okay. left. Fun, fun fact about J- Jack Swagger. He was the only member of the SmackDown roster, active, not injured, who was not on Elimination Chamber. Right. And the yes, he's technically active and not injured, but he still hasn't been on TV since October. So, I you know. He's been on TV since then, hasn't he? Really? Because he lost at no mercy to uh, to Baron Corbin, got crushed. I don't I don't remember seeing him since then. If he has, he's not been in a storyline. He hasn't been involved in any any actual you know feuds or whatever since then. Maybe he's had a one off match, but I like that Kofi Kingston won with the SOS too. Yeah, that's something new for him. That's that's cool. I just I, I'm I will never stop hoping for a Bo Dallas Bray Wyatt reunion, and this is the perfect opportunity to do it. Uh. And uh, maybe I'm being yeah. thrown off by the beard, but I'll always keep hoping for this. Yeah, you're right. He really he hasn't been on TV since like October. So wow. is he active? That. Is he technically active? I mean, maybe. He, well, no, he wrestled a month ago. He might have been hurt, so he might be hurt. He hasn't wrestled yeah. for a month, so maybe he wasn't active. I don't know. I, when I mean, I get the house show reports every every damn day, and we do yeah. a weekly recap, and it shows you about where he is that I I had no idea. Yeah. But yeah, I was glad that uh, yeah, Bo Dallas also stopped and posed after two two counts. That's weird. Yeah. That's stupid psychology. <laughs> yeah, it really, really is. Under my uh. backstage crappenings uh, spot, I I say that Neville saying T.J. Perkins is yeah. almost as fun as Noam Dwar saying. Alicia Fox. Fox. Because Neville says Perkins with such disdain that I love it. Yep. Also, Jack Gallagher uses an insult that nobody knows, and subsequently nobody cares. Yeah, he calls him a pillock, which is fun. I don't really know what that means, but it's bad. Um, But the thing is, is that one of the things I do like about this is uh, they – 
don't have uh, Gallagher and Neville touch each other. Like, there's no fight between them. There's no brawl that breaks out later in the night. I want to see these guys have a match for the very first time at Fastlane because I, I'm, I'm interested to see how that goes because their styles are so wildly different. Yeah. Yeah. What else we got here? Uh, Charlie Caruso and Bailey are backstage. I thought Bailey was fine here. You know, the, the scripted promo is not, not much of my thing. Charlie Caruso keeps getting better. She's, she's adapting and she's scripted heavily, but she's getting a lot better. Um, speaking of Bailey, I like the loose affiliation affiliation with Cesaro and Seamus. You actually sent me a yeah. picture today of Seamus beating up Bailey's snowman, which I thought was good. Yep. This led to a promo with Enzo and Cass, and for for all the weird stuff with Enzo, I love that his mouth always gets him in trouble, and Cass just always lets him learn the lesson. But he never learns the lesson. Nope. Nope. Samoa Joe had an awesome backstage sit-down interview. I love that they're doing these, Alex. It was amazing. This is the thing. I'm watching this, and I'm like, I hope all these guys on both brands in NXT are forced to sit down and watch this segment and go, that's how you do that. That guy said nothing. He didn't say anything. He says, I'm the destroyer, and I'm here to destroy guys. That was the substance of what he said. But the way he said it, he was so natural. And he, like there was points where he got, he got really pissed at Michael Cole but had to keep it inside. There was all these layers to what he was doing with it. It was great. And I'm watching it and going, this guy's so good at this, and he could have been here a decade ago doing this kind of stuff. But for some reason, we're not, we're not going to hire this guy. Um, but I love that he's here now, better late than never, and I'm really excited to see what the next couple of years has in store for Samoa Joe because he is great. Listen, I don't know what got into the WWE the last two days with doing good at some things, like tying in reasons for people to not like each other. But the last two days, they have done an awesome job of it. Like I don't, I, I don't know if maybe they think their their audience is too stupid. I don't know what the deal is, but. When Samoa Joe mentioned Sami Zayn's name, I didn't even really think about it. I didn't even pay much attention to it. And maybe I was the only one. I'm sure plenty of people saw it coming from a million miles away, but I was like, oh, that's a nice shot to make. That's a good example of somebody who's just happy to be there. Uh, mm-hmm. I liked it. So that, that was really good, and we'll get back to him shortly. Uh, Teddy Long in the Hall of Fame. He is one of those guys who has never, like, you never heard people talk about him for the Hall of Fame. But when they when they announce him, you're like, "Yeah, why not Teddy? Why not Teddy Long?" Yep. Why not? That all you got? That's all I got. I mean, I, I like Teddy as much as the next guy, but it was one of those things that it was like, "Okay, great, Teddy Long. I'm happy for him." But it wasn't like one of those things. I, where I'm not like, "Oh, finally!" And I'm not like, "Well, that guy doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame." You know what I mean? There's nothing. There's I'm in between on him. I guess you know. I like Teddy. I'm glad he's in the Hall of Fame. But it's not one of those things where I'm like, Coco, beware? Really? And it's not Doom, like one of those things where like, you know. I think uh, I think Doom was the first team I was ever scared of as a kid. <laughs> like, they were just these two big badasses. And yep. Ron Simmons and Butch Reed are just two hosses, man. And yep. that's how I remembered him. Then, I, then, you know, I remember Teddy Long as a referee in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. It's like what's what's up with that? And then he, he went on to manage several wrestlers, but his role as SmackDown GM is one that I did not expect him to get, and did not expect him to have for such a long, long time. And and he did great with it. Uh, great character, great guy. So I'm glad that he's in. Uh, Jack Gallagher defeated Noam Dar. Uh, Austin Aries is getting himself a lifetime job with his commentary work. While he's he injured. really is. He really, really is. Um, they're saying that he's cleared to come back to the ring, and I almost don't want him to because he's that good on commentary. I hope that he he does his matches, but if he's not wrestling that night, he's he's uh, he's behind the commentary desk for all the cruiserweight stuff because he's been so great at it. And um, I'm looking forward to him getting back in the ring, but not as much as I'm enjoying him uh, doing his commentary work. 
Yeah, it's crazy because if, if you remember, there was a guy, CM Punk, ended up being a fantastic commentator while he was hurt, and it, <laughs> you thought maybe he would get a job for life out of that. <laughs> well, no. No, that didn't end up working well, hey, out you for know him. what? If he came back next week and said, I want to be a commentator, I bet they do it. So maybe yeah. he would. Gallagher's offense is very unique, uh, and these cruiserweight matches are slowly getting a better reaction. Uh, Gallagher got the headbutt over well. I still don't know how I feel about the running drop kick, but it got the reaction, so why the hell not? Yeah. If you can do that instead of doing my, my very hated front drop kick off the top rope, so be it. Also backstage, Triple H shows up. Has to talk to Kevin Owens backstage, but not Jericho. Oh, I like little commercial cliffhangers. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. And we will talk about this later. Yeah. Emelina's here. Oh, my God. Now, Corey Graves. He has, he has taken his, his Eva love and converted it to Emma. And I'm very happy with that. Because what sure. that gives us is, shut up, Saxton. Which can never be said enough. Nope. All the time. You're hitting me with the nopes and the yeps. What's with you tonight, yep. Alex? I am. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for you to set, set me up for for the actual thing when she comes out. Today? How many diapers oh, you change today? Listen, I'm on night shift when my wife gets a chance to sleep. So Woo-hoo. yeah. So I, I I'm alone in the wee hours of the night, and whenever there's diapers to be handled, I do it by myself. So yeah, I'm I, when I get off of here, that's where I'm going, the night shift. Cuz that that baby needs to be fed and changed every 2 hours. So, Emelina comes out. She says, "You have witnessed the makeover from Emma to Emelina, and now you will witness the makeover from Emelina to Emma. What the hell is going on? Okay. What is she talking about?" Okay. Okay. There are two things that I have to say about this. One, when I heard they were making her over, quote unquote, to Emmalina, I was like, no, 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 no. I loved evil, evil Emma with the weird shoulder pads and the ha- leather half gloves and the aviator sunglasses. She was a badass. I loved her. Don't take her away from me. And they're like, okay, well, I guess she's an Instagram model now. Now she comes out. And it turns out these 17 weeks of promos have all been for naught because she's not going to be Emelina. So if she ends up going back to evil Emma, that's great because that's what I want in the end. But why did we take this crazy route to get there? At what point during all of these promos and vignettes did they go, you know what, maybe we shouldn't do this because nobody wants to see this. We should go back to the thing people do want to see. Like, where did we switch? Because this is this was crazy. I've never seen anything like this before. Like, You've been waiting for 17 weeks. Here I, here I am. Psych. I'm not here. And then walk away. I don't know. I don't know what this was. I don't know what this was. I don't either. Well, uh, <laughs> let's take guesses. Hey, guys. <laughs> I, 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 didn't, I need to uh, establish what the prize is. But uh, follow us at Fightful Wrestle. I would do this on our forums. Uh, but... Predict when Emma will actually wrestle on TV. When do you think she'll wrestle on TV? March 6th, day after Fastlane. March, March 6th. Yeah, I think maybe March 13th. I'm going to say March 13th. Could be. Either way. Do you know the funniest yeah, but- thing about this? Please. Zack Ryder's terrible luck. He gets hurt, and now his girlfriend goes back on the road. Yeah. Now that he's at home. Yeah. That poor guy. Uh, this whole thing, I'm wondering, honestly, how, how much Emma really ever wanted to do the Instagram model gimmick. And if she was able to talk some sense into somebody during these 17 weeks and they switched it back. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. Because this, she seemed to be having a great time doing evil Emma. Oh, we're going we're gonna to make you this chick who poses for pictures. Sure. People love that. And, you know, and then this is what she got. But, but yeah, she seemed to have a really great time with that promo, all 12 words of it or whatever it was. In my notes, I wrote, ha, 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 ha. So that's what I thought of that. 
Braun Strowman defeated Mark Henry. This is like seeing new Mark Henry versus old Mark Henry, uh, except Braun Strowman, all due respect to Mark Henry, has improved at a much quicker rate than Mark Henry did. What I liked about this, Alex, is Henry wasn't completely jobbed out. Nope. He was given some offense, uh, still hoping he gets that battle royal win, having him at the performance center, whether as a motivational guy, teaching people to lift, working with the big dudes, that, that would be an asset. Strowman reversed the world's strongest slam. And while I talk trash about front drop kicks, I ain't going to complain about this front drop kick. Not from uh, Braun Strowman and Mark Henry. That was nice, and so was the power slam afterwards. What'd you think of the little match here and Henry showing and the the end with Strowman? Um, I liked it. Uh, I liked it a lot. They they talked about how uh, Strowman reversed the world's strongest slam by shifting his weight, when really what I saw was just Mark Henry unable to hold up a guy his own size. Um, I, I personally, I would have rather seen uh, Strowman be the first guy to kick out of a world's strongest slam in forever. I don't know if anybody ever has, but I can't remember everybody ever doing it. That would have been something more, something more to me is him using his tremendous strength to do that uh, and then coming back and, and winning that way. But, uh, but I did love that Henry got in some offense, that it affected Strowman, a guy that size did pack, pack a punch. Um, I, I like uh, the one thing I do hate is when when refs do the thing of hey back off him in the corner back off him in the corner, obviously then going to get the guy who they backed off punched in the face over their shoulder. That's just a thing that happens so often that refs should be taught not to do it. You know what I mean? If it was this, this was a real thing, uh, but in kayfabe it just happens all the time. It's one of those one of those cheap moves that I don't like seeing. I think it's lazy, but. I loved Braun Strowman, you know, getting the strong win. Uh, loved Roman Reigns coming out after the match. Um, and, like, I, I, even if this is all building to Strowman eventually getting fed to Reigns entirely, I like that they're making Strowman continue to look strong every time he comes up against Roman. Roman gets his shit in, but... Strowman gets the better of him every time, and that's the way it should be. Yeah, he he knocked Reigns' dick in the dirt tonight. Yeah. Like, he just, like, dismissively off that apron was like, bitch, knocked Mm -hmm. him off. Then Reigns got his little stuff in, but then got power slammed. I I think Reigns cannot get the upper hand on Strowman. I don't think there's anything wrong with him not until this Undertaker thing happens. If, if. Like I said, if this facilitates a Roman Reigns heel turn and he is the dominant, if he is the new Goldberg, like, heel, I'm all for it. But if he's if this is them trying to force a guy over, a guy who is naturally getting over, big problem there. Big yeah. problem there. That's why you're going to be mired in mediocrity and you're going to create another 2011 situation. The WWE didn't – I don't think they really facilitated – the people that they have over necessarily, like they just, they have such an overpowering roster, like talent filled roster that some of these guys are just over. Otherwise, I mean, if they had any sense, then I think Reigns, Rollins and Ambrose would be the three top guys. You'd be looking at a new age of like that trifecta of stars that they had in the late nineties, early two thousands. And they don't have that. Yeah. They just don't have that. Guys, if you like podcasts like this, subscribe to us, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher. On Monday, we cover uh, Monday Night Raw, obviously, with Alex. Tuesday, with Jeff Hawkins of Shake Them Ropes. Wednesday afternoons, I'm with Fightful.com owner Jimmy Van. If you all ever wondered how uh, what goes into running Fightful.com, we talk about a lot of that stuff. Uh, no holds barred on that show. Thursday, uh, early access for members only. Register for free at Fightful.com. I've talked to Matt Riddle, who... Does not give a damn about about upsetting anybody. We talk about uh, he he just got a match booked against Dan Severn. <laughs> Dan Severn for WrestleMania weekend. We're going to talk about that and about his promo where he said, "And I quote: Triple H can't keep my name out of his fucking mouth." End quote. Friday, I am with Shane Helms. We'll talk about everything. For, well, this week's topic is the process of running a wrestling show. Some of you might not know this. He runs Omega now, and they're doing – they did thousands at one of their shows late last year. 
So we, we talk about that early access by registering at Fightful.com. Of course, over on the MMA side, we have daily podcasts from Showdown Joe, also post-pay-per-view shows. We did uh, post-UFC 208 this weekend, a very controversial show. And he talks to people like Elias Theodoro of the UFC. We had Frank Trigg on last week. We've had UFC veteran Sean Pearson on. All kinds of good names over there on the MMA side. MMA podcasting is still very much in its infancy, so go check that out. We're kind of ahead of a cur- ahead of the curve there. Register, leave us good reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Sami Zayn versus Rusev, Alex. Uh, Rusev was wearing a face mask. In my notes, I said that these two work pretty well together. Uh, Zayn has seemed very over in Vegas, and Zayn got the win out of nowhere to a pretty good reaction. I thought this match went a little long, but the crowd popped big for that finish. And uh, I, usually, you know, we talk a lot about Rusev and how far he's fallen. I didn't really have a problem with that here. The dude's wearing a face mask, and he gets kicked in the face. Yeah. So, hey, I didn't have a problem with it. What would you think of the match? Uh, I'm totally fine with this trend that's happened for, I think, three straight, maybe four straight weeks where the best match on on a Monday night is wrestled by Sami Zayn. You know, really the only real wrestling match of the that's, you know, that's uh of, of the singles male variety um is is always Sami Zayn versus his thing with uh, Seth Rollins a few weeks ago was great. His one with Chris Jericho last week was great. Like this guy really turns in great so they're letting him be the worker on Monday nights, which is really great. And I loved uh, Rusev in this match. Um, I thought that all the stuff that they worked around with with his uh, face shield from his broken nose that he suffered in the last uh, in the feud ending match with um, Enzo and Cash uh, was was really good. I loved his kicks to the back of the head. That one kick yeah. off the apron was sick. Loved that. Um, Rusev or Sammy's. Oh no, uh, Rusev to kick Sammy yeah. off the apron. That was that was, that was beautiful. I loved the Huluva kick out of nowhere. I thought that was a really cool way of delivering it because you always that the Huluva kick never comes out of nowhere because it's always the Exploder Super X into the corner and then we wait for it. But I loved it when it when it's a weapon that can be pulled out of thin air. That's that's my thing. I love that. Um, and then totally unexpectedly, we're getting. A Sami Zayn versus Samoa Joe match at some point. Oh yeah, and man! <laughs> I, and I'm excited about that shit. Um, have you heard that there's the that um, the venue for Fastlane put out a little video saying what was going to be on the card? And one of the things on there was an at this point un uh, unconfirmed uh, Sami Zayn versus Chris Jericho match. But we're not getting that anymore, it doesn't look like. It looks like we're getting the Samoa Joe versus uh, Sami Zayn match at Fastlane, which should be great. Yeah, card subject to change. Sami Zayn calls out Samoa Joe in a really good like post-fight promo. It just takes that little seed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It just takes somebody being disrespected a little bit like that to give you a reason for a match. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't got to go through a big backstage thing where somebody steals your KFC, Georgia Golden Chicken, whatever the (laughs) hell it is. You just do a little thing. Say, I'm not a bitch like Sami Zayn is. Okay, well, Sami Zayn wants to kick your ass now. And Sami Zayn doesn't care who you are. That's always been his character. Sami Zayn does not care how big you are. He didn't back down from Braun Strowman. He's not backing down from Samoa Joe. He knows the odds aren't in his favor, but he doesn't really give a damn. 
Uh, Joe attacked here. It was a good sneak attack. He said, put some respect on my name. Uh, it popped me, but yeah. This was good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, so down for what they're doing. Because I thought when, when Seth Rollins went down, I was like, what are they going to do with, with Joe for like the month leading up to WrestleMania? Uh, he's got nobody to, to work because Roman Reigns is working Braun Strowman. Now we got somebody else. Uh, who's that going to be? And it's going to be Sami Zayn, and that's going to be great. Uh, they had some good stuff that they did right before Sami left uh, NXT. They had some good matches against each other. This should be even better on a bigger stage. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Just a reminder, guys, uh, we're answering questions on Tuesdays now. These uh, Monday Night Raw shows, they're three hours long. Usually, and we try to go about an hour on these podcasts. We have a little bit more time on Tuesdays to answer questions. Uh, check out our Elimination Chamber show from last night as well. It is up on YouTube, iTunes, and Stitcher, as well as direct download on the site. Akira Tozawa defeated Arya Davari. Uh, I think Tozawa's going to get himself over. He, he's already started to a little bit. The screaming is really infectious. <laughs> and the bridging German suplex is nice. I hate the suicide headbutt, but... Yeah, and, and I think Brian Kendrick did a good job advancing his character during this match. But that snap German suplex, awesome. And the screaming with every strike. Yep. I love it, Alex. Yeah. No, he found a way to get himself over with this crowd, which is just to grunt really loud, and they love doing it with him. And I love doing it at home. So that's great. Uh, <laughs> Do you? Sure. Ha, 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 ha. That's great. How do you not like doing that? It's fun. Uh, i got to make sure that uh, – I'm far enough away from my baby while she's taking a sleep, uh, taking a nap that I don't wake her up. But uh, something I like to do during my day is just stay ha really loud. Um, but uh, I'm going to differ with you with the suicide headbutt. I love the suicide headbutt because it's not a gentle diving push, which is what so many other suicide dives are. That thing looks like it hurts. He's got a great momentum behind it. Um, it's, I mean, the absolute best in the world at doing a suicide dive is King Cuerno over on Lucha Underground. Yeah. Uh, but Tozawa's got to be at least top five. So I'm, I'm fine with him doing that. Um, and I do love the snap German suplex into the bridge. Uh, that's a great finisher for him. He's, he's getting over pretty quick. I have no idea what they're doing with him and Brian Kendrick. That doesn't make any sense to me. Like Kendrick saying he, I'm his mentor. I, I don't know what that does, but I'm willing to write it out and see what happens. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm willing. I don't watch a lot of 205 Live. I don't watch – I mean, I'm not, like, pumped up for it or anything. Now, one of the things I want to approach – what happens to the cruiserweights on WrestleMania? They do, like, a six-man ladder match? Like, what's up? Because I tried to put together a WrestleMania card in my head, mm-hmm. and I got, like, 14, 15 matches with a lot of the SmackDown women missing and with 40 people in the Andre Battle Royal. Yep. Yeah, the, the, the rosters are too big. You got to have multi-man matches in there. That's why this rumor of an Austin Aries versus Neville singles match for the title cruiserweight title at Mania to me just doesn't make a lot of sense. You got to have at least four guys in there. Yeah, I mean, these I think they'll have six enough guys. They might have eight like they used to in some of the ladder matches. They should. That would be great. That would be amazing. But I'm saying you got to have at least four. It's got to be a fatal four-way if not more because enough of those guys are going to be over and can do spectacular things to pop the crowd, especially off the top of a ladder or something, that you're going to want them to like get the crowd up before you know another match. Hoping we get something like that. I mean, my, my, my hope is a multi-man ladder match uh, because you get to have that beautiful purple cruiserweight belt up, up hanging up there and uh, the guys going nuts for it. Um, there'll be some guys who just – who will – because it's WrestleMania, and a lot of these dudes – during WrestleMania last year, we're like wrestling in front of 200 people if they were lucky. Yeah. The fact they would be at WrestleMania, they would do something crazy. You know what I mean? Which I hope they don't get hurt, but it might be spectacular, you know? Yeah, I agree. I think that a multi-man like ladder match, because that's probably getting the ladder match this year. If I were to guess, it would. I think that's a good opportunity to get casual fans and say, these are our cruiserweights. This is what they can do. Yeah. You're into 205 Live. You buy the network that you're watching this on. You can watch this every Tuesday or whenever the hell you want. 
Just like you can listen to our podcast whenever the hell you want on YouTube, iTunes, and Stitcher, guys. Leave us reviews. Hey, listen to that Shane Helm show. We got cool topics on there. The end of WCW. Uh, I think we talked about his Royal Rumble experiences. We talked about it way too early, like a month early. Uh, we, we cover a lot of individualized topics on there. Then we do mailbags. Uh, he talked about backstage fights, including Goldberg telling Chris Jericho that his mother was a goof after Chris Jericho beat him up. That's a fun one. A very fun one. Uh, we're eventually going to talk about uh, his work as an agent. I'm doing this uh, segment with him. Probably going to be one other once a month thing where it's called work or shoot, where you all just give us anything and he'll tell you if it's a work or a shoot, whether it be Dean Ambrose's pants or a backstage story. Because I got to tell you, Dean Ambrose's pants are a work. You can't wrestle in jeans that tight. Nope. It ain't possible. Ain't possible. We go on to what I consider one of the best final hours of Raw in a long time. The Festival of Friendship. There in Las Vegas, there are fireworks and dancers. That is a hot start. Chris Jericho dancing was fantastic. Yeah. He danced his ass off, Alex. He did. He came out. He was a true showman. He, this, the, the, the level of production here was so great and so foreboding because we all knew where this was going to end up. And as it got more and more elaborate, it was like, oh, no, it's going to be so terrible when this ends. Yeah. So uh, Kevin Owens comes out, and he is doesn't look too happy. <laughs> he looks a little upset, but Chris Jericho brings him in the ring, shows off some art. And I just want to show you all a little something. This art... Does any of this look familiar from our February 6th episode of Most Ridiculous with Anna Bauert, which you can watch on Fightful.com, on our YouTube, subscribe. If you all are watching that, I don't know why you aren't, because it's fantastic. And yeah, this was on our February 6th episode, the Ellsworth Stroman creation. Yep. Coincidence, Alex? I think not. I think that uh, obviously the WWE creative team uh, is lifting ideas from everyone here at Fightful. Uh, this thing from Anna, the Sami Zayn Braun Strowman feud, that was my idea weeks before that actually happened. Uh, we have a great have been, influence on WWE creative. I've been told explicitly that multiple people within WWE do watch our show. Not like every show. We do like fucking 12 shows a week. But there are some semi-regular uh, watchers of the show and readers, actually. I've been told that, too. So, um, yeah, that was cool. That was neat. Props to Anna. Go watch her show. What the hell are you all doing if you're not watching her show? Looks like we'll be having her on our, our pay-per-view programs. So Chris Jericho brings out a magician, and he sucks. Sucks so bad. He's terrible. Terrible. So Jericho does the right thing and puts him on the list. Yep. Jericho is so great here, Alex. He really was. This listen, Chris Jericho in this segment delivers quite possibly the best one segment performance that I have ever seen from a wrestler. When he's not wrestling. He's not wrestling. He's just out there being who he is. The the stuff where he does where he comes out and he's dancing with the showgirls. And then he's presenting the art to to his friend uh, to his friend Kevin, and he's putting the magician on the list. And uh, then he then later he brings out Gilberg, and uh, and then he he tells Chris he calls tells Kevin Owens from the bottom of his heart how much he cares about him. And it's like nothing you I've ever seen from a wrestler. Like it was true, sincere. Like, just like, dude, I love you. You're my brother. And, you know, like, how often do you ever get to see that? Like, you never see that. Even guys who were tag team partners for years, you would never see that part of it. Uh, and it was, it was really affecting. And it, what, it made what followed even, even more uh, impactful. Uh, Chris Jericho is the, is the MVP. He is the GOAT, certainly right now, uh, of what he does. I, I'm, I'm so impressed by everything he did in this segment to make it even more 
of a of a gut punch when the whole thing went off. So he, he brings out Gilberg. <laughs> and Kevin Owens beats his ass. Mm-hmm. Beats his ass. Owens is not happy. He wanted to jump Goldberg. He wanted to uh he wanted to two on one Goldberg and Jericho sincerely explains that it has been one of the best years of his career and how much it means to him. And you can tell Jericho really meant the things that he was saying. And it's been a hell of a run for him. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Owens apologizes and says he has a gift for Jericho, and it's a new list. It's a list of KO, and it has Jericho's name on it. And Owens beats the living shit out of Jericho. Uh, Alex, your reaction? Okay, listen. I can't say enough things about how well this turned out. Like you, you give him, you're giving him the, like everything was is so suspenseful. Like, he, like, Oh my God. Like Kevin is hugs him and tells him, I love you too, buddy. And he gives him this gift. He learned what's in the gift. What's in the box. Like what's in the box. It feels like that thing. Like, like what, what is in there? And he takes, takes, opens the box. It's like, Oh, it's a list. Hey, what is my name doing on here? And you could feel the air being sucked out of that arena as everyone knew what was up. Like it was so great. He lifts it up and we can all see, it says the list of KO on it. I, I, like it was so perfectly timed and well executed. I cannot say, I cannot give enough superlatives to this segment and, and what it did. Uh, loved it. That moment, that moment will stick with me for a very, very long time. So now we got to talk about the long-standing ramifications this is going to have. Clearly, it looks like they're going for that for WrestleMania, and what a hot match that's going to be. Yeah. Here's the question, Alex. Is this for the WWE Universal title, or is it for the U.S. title? Is it for neither? Because it's not just what it seems anymore. It's not. Right. This changes it. It changes a lot of things. It changes everything for me. Like, so so let's 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 break down a few of those. There are rumors that Vince McMahon wants Goldberg Lesnar to be the top match, wants it to have the title, wants it to be as important as possible. But here's another aspect. Goldberg does running clotheslines to prone opponents, to standing <laughs> opponents. That's bad news yeah. for the quality of your, your top. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. It's shitty. Yeah. Chris Jericho made guarantees during this, like almost sly guarantees. You will win this match. Mm-hmm. You will win this match. That leads me to believe maybe Chris Jericho will either get him to win the match, like somehow, but but still spite him. Or maybe he'll run in and smack Goldberg. You also got a Brock Lesnar guy out there who a lot of you may remember 13 years ago this month. Goldberg ran in and cost him a championship against Eddie Guerrero. That would be nice to tie that in as well. Yeah. But then above all that, Triple H isolates Kevin Owens backstage. Mm-hmm. Triple H is the guy who got Kevin Owens that title. The guy who's yeah. helped make sure that he retains that title. Yeah. And it looked like he may have helped facilitate this situation. There's a lot to unpack here. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? we still got a couple weeks, though. Yeah, no, we we do. I'm really interested. They, they've got me interested in in next week's RAW. Um, sometimes I'm dreading it going in, but I'm interested in what they're going to do next week. Uh, it to me, it felt like uh, I didn't expect a beatdown. I thought Owens was going to go. Listen, Chris, I'm sorry, buddy, but um, we can't hang out anymore. Because my dad told me yeah. we can't. Like that's that's basically what it felt like. It felt like like Triple H was saying, "Listen, I put this title on you because you're this badass, and you've been ditzing around with a dude with a list. Shape up, you know, or I can yeah. very easily take that title right off you because that's what I do." Uh, and that and, and it looked to me like that sobered up Kevin, and he realized he had to extract himself from Jericho or risk losing his title, which is really interesting sure. to me. Um, I wonder if that's if we'll find out that's what happened next week, uh, which was the impetus for the beatdown. Um, I think that had Seth Rollins not been injured, and they had to give Samoa Joe Sami Zayn, 
that we were going to get that Chris Jericho, Sami Zayn match. And it was going to be for the U.S. title. And I think very possibly Sami Zayn might have won. So that you would have had Goldberg beat Owens and Sami beat Kevin, beat, uh, beat Jericho. And both guys blame the other one for their loss for not having their backs. And yeah. then we go on to something, to something else. But with this, um, all Jericho has to do is get Owens disqualified. Because he's the he's the he's the champion disqualification unless they make it a no DQ match. All he's got to do is run in and hit Owens with a code breaker, and then Owens still has the belt because it's no, it's it's the champion keeps it on a, on a DQ, and then they can be for the for the uh, universal title at, at Mania. I'm not sure. Uh, I know what I don't want to happen is for 50 year old Goldberg to spear Kevin Owens in the first 10 seconds of the match and walk out the champion. I don't want that. I'd like something else besides that to be the case. But that still could be the case. Um, it could. But there's there's so many more options now uh, than I feel like we had even at like the beginning of, of, of the night. And, yes, I love that. When I don't know what's going on, uh, I like that much more than when I can pick out the finish ahead of time. I do too. Guys, a couple of you are commenting about the quality of the video. That's like a Hangouts issue or a Wirecast issue. I'm going to work to get that fixed. I know you all miss seeing my pretty face in full 1080p quality. Hopefully uh, that can get get in order. I'll have the tech team help me figure something out on that. Cesaro defeated Enzo Amore. I think that Enzo and Cass cut like an intentionally bad promo before. But How do you follow that? That mean like listen, that the Jericho breakup needed to be at the end of an episode of Raw. Like yeah. obviously, well, this like, one it's tough. This one's but, tough, man. That's the thing is that is that if you're gonna have, you know, as we're gonna talk about later, Bailey go over Charlotte on the same episode as Jericho breaks up. I don't know which one goes on last better, but but feel good. Separate. You have to separate both of those things. Like, is how like because when you like all I kept feeling as we were leaving was like, how am I supposed to experience joy or any other emotion ever again after that breakup? You know what I mean? Like the, the, the poor uh, people in, in the arena, what are they supposed to think of, of the, of the Yahoo coming out and cutting a promo about Swiss miss or whatever he was saying about Cesaro. Like, how do I care about this? Cesaro sent out there on a suicide mission, trying to make Enzo Amore look decent and also get the crowd up. And somehow he did it because he's Cesaro. Um, but yeah, this, if, if it would be, it was just too much to do. It was like, you don't want to go on after that. Um, but I guess we're, we're leading towards something with Shazaro and Seamus versus big cast and his little buddy, uh, which so I think fine. will lead to them also getting involved with the club and new day for WrestleMania. I think that's, yeah. that's the way they'll go there. Uh, Enzo can lose a million times and it'll be just as over, uh, watching Cesaro manhandle Enzo was kind of funny. Uh, and all that's a good thing because Cesaro kicked the living shit out of him. Mm-hmm. One with a pop-up uppercut. Like I said, glad the setup moves are being established. Cool with that. Fine segment. Uh, Cesaro and Sheamus, or Cass and Sheamus had words after the match. That's probably your match for next week. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hmm. How long until Enzo makes a cast me outside joke? Well, I mean, if you're t- if you're going by the way WWE pays attention to things that are in the news, I would guess somewhere mid-April, because they're usually a little far far behind things. Certain things that are like, oh, remember this Bad. thing that was. For the only people who actually do anything like on time are the New Day, and only because they're writing their own stuff. Everyone else is uh, way behind the times, so we'll see. Thank you for that. I'm convinced that girl's actually a genius, by the way. Yeah. She's working everybody hard. <laughs> she, she's living the gimmick, and she's working everybody all the way to the bank. She should. Do you, you see what she said on her return? Uh, no, I missed the, I missed the return. <laughs> he said, <laughs> so obviously Dr. Phil has gone the way of Mari and Jerry Springer. He's, he's jumped the yeah. shark. Sure, why not? But <laughs> – he said, you've gotten a lot of attention on the internet. Is that good or bad? She goes, both. It was good for you because I did what Oprah did for you. You were nothing before me. <laughs> I was like, uh, damn. Oh, that's, that's damn. 
That's almost as savage as Baron Corbin asking Billy Gunn if he mows lawns. That was great. And then you said that he should be called Mr. Grass. Yeah. And, and Billy, Billy Gunn said, for the right price, I will. Yeah. Oh, that was Somebody asked if, if Cash Me Outside Girl will make a WrestleMania appearance. If Sasha Banks is a heel, why not? Yeah, she should. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, sure. Speaking of, uh, we had a fantastic Raw Women's Championship match. We Charlotte is so good. And Bayley, compared to their first match a few months ago that was horrible, uh-huh. these girls went out and killed it. There was a good start to the match. There was this little thing that I appreciated a lot. Charlotte hits, Charlotte hits a neck breaker, but then just holds it. Mm-hmm. And that's such a simple move that nobody does. Yeah. And it's hers now. Yeah. And it's awesome. And it looked great. It looked really, really good. She had her first match three and a half years ago. That's amazing. That's unbelievable. She really creamed Bailey with a moonsault. I was worried maybe Bailey hurt her shoulder or something. Like yeah, that looked that looked bad. She folded up like an accordion when she got hit by that moonsault. Um, yeah, I'm glad that both girls came out. Uh, you know, none the worse for wear after that. Um, I have some thoughts about the way this the way this worked. I am okay. very I'm a very very happy for Bailey. Love Bailey. Think it's so great that she got to be the champion. Uh. Don't know if we look back on this episode of Raw six months from now, a year from now, if we'll remember it as the Raw where Bailey won her first championship, or we'll remember it as the one that had the segment where Jericho broke up and it was one of the biggest, best segments of Raw. Like it was, does it do a disservice to Bailey winning her first championship on this Raw where, you know, it's going to be overshadowed? I mean, ultimately, I mean, I'd rather have two good things on Raw than than one. No, totally, I I understand, and I, I'm not, and cor- no, these corona- these coronations are so overrated. I hate the shiny new toy mentality that a lot of people have. Like, oh, they they won their first championship, and I think that to a degree, this women's championship hot potato, which a lot of people seem to have a problem with, I think it's putting that in the right direction. Right. I think that's a, a very good step because. I enjoyed Charlotte and Sasha's like fourth or fifth title change as much as I enjoyed the first one. I thought it was awesome. And this is why it's, this is why there's so much like I enjoy this. And yet while enjoying that, I can find a problem with it. Same thing as with this match. Great match. Love the Bailey one. Hate that she did it on a random raw and not on a bigger stage. We'll really hate it. If she, if Charlotte gets a rematch at fast lane and wins that. Because then you're just doing the same thing that you did with Sasha before. And I don't know if that I, I like that. I mean, that this, this, I mean, I guess the, we, we, we were thinking that the point was we were going to have Bailey get crowned at WrestleMania. Maybe they're thinking that that's not going to be, she's not going to be as over. So they don't want to do it there. I, I don't know. But it, it seemed like uh, that Charlotte loses on Raw and wins at pay-per-views is going to be a thing that's going to continue. And... That joke that Big E made about Charlotte eventually going to going to be 16-time world champion by next week. I like it. That they cut out of the of the YouTube and Hulu broadcast of it because they hated it so much because he was calling them out on their shit and they didn't like that. Um, that's the story. Now she's gonna be five-time champ. And she's gonna she's gonna win it on at Fast Lane and then she's gonna lose it again and the rematch to Bailey on Raw the next week. Maybe, and then she'll win it again, and she'll be six-time champ. I mean, they're trying to make a thing where, like, you know, women's wrestlers retire much earlier now than than male wrestlers. So if she wants to break her daddy's record... Many of them have retired well before Charlotte's age. Right, that's true. I mean, you got AJ Lee, Maurice, Caitlin, like... Right. And they're leaving on their own. Right. So what I'm thinking is, if they're trying to get her to break her daddy's record, they got to do it fast. But but hold she on, might me, be out by the time she's 30. But it took Rosa Mendez ten years. Yeah. Yeah. We, we're not going to talk about that anymore tonight. No. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I and and you know what? She's good enough to pull this off. She is. Uh, she Bailey is. Bailey fires up, and there was this double crossbody spot that really made me feel like this is a main event. They're cooking right now. Mm-hmm. They they got some gas. 
going. I hate the comeback spots, though. If you bump five times in 10 seconds, it negates a lot of the other bumps, in my opinion. Uh, Bailey did an awesome flying elbow drop. And there was – Dana Brooks shows up. And they, they won't show her face for some reason, but she's got long hair. She's got her she hair down. Bailey. She's always been in a ponytail. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. She rakes Bailey's eyes, and for some reason, Bailey, while her eyes are hurt, she lets go of a hold. Yep. I don't get that. But then Sasha Banks comes out with a crutch and hits Dana Brooke and then smashes Charlotte right in her tit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think mean, she guys, was going go back- for a different part, but it, she was right in the tit. Oh, my God. Ow. Yep. Why, man? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, do you think she practiced that? <laughs> like, do you think she was backstage with pool cues? Like, didn't look like it. Oh, my God. She got hit hard. So, <laughs> Charlotte lost the title and a tittle, as I tweeted on uh, <laughs> the Twitter machine. This was a damn good match. A great moment. The crowd reacted well. I saw Mike Straw on our account said that he thought that the reaction would be better. I thought the reaction was damn good. No, it was a good crowd, reaction. Thought, it was a good reaction. I thought, the, I thought the crowd was good all night, and this was awesome. I love – I'm cool. Like, a lot of people are like, why not save it? Why not save – why save it? What's the point anymore? The network's $10. Right. Um, there's a thing, though, that was interesting to me is that Dana Brooke comes out. Do you know the last time she was on Raw, had a match on Raw? Well, let me tell you, that's the up. only thing interesting about Dana Brooke. So tell me. November 7th. A damn. Three months ago. She's, she's been doing stuff on house shows. She's been working occasionally on main event. She hasn't had a match on Raw since November 7th, according to Cage Match. So... uh You'd be forgiven if you were watching this and were only a sporadic viewer of, or if you had watched every single Raw since mid since mid November, but hadn't watched in the six months prior to have no idea who this was, who was coming out to help, uh, to help Charlotte, or why? Because they haven't even mentioned that Charlotte had a protege. Uh, it was a very convenient way of of getting that that interference thing and and schmazzing up the finish. Um, I was hoping that Emma was going to come out and affect the, affect the match so we have a reason for her to, to be there and not just come out and say 12 words and go away. Um, it was nice to have Charlotte and, and Bailey have their big huggy moment. It's that You can bet when the, when the heel turn happens that they're going to have that shot of them hugging in the ring after Bailey wins. It'll be part of the video package they use for their one-on-one match, their grudge match. It's going to be great. Um, I'm very happy for Bailey. It just it feels like it's they're they're repeating the thing where Charlotte loses on Raw but wins the pay per view and I don't know how long you can keep that up forever I hope <laughs> I love it all right man I love it I really do yeah the last two hours of Raw I thought were were very very good I thought the last hour of Raw was unbelievably good the first hour yeah you're right it sucked but hey two out of three ain't bad. Two yes. out of three ain't bad. Guys, uh, tomorrow night we got SmackDown talking to Jeff Hawkins right after the show. I think I'm doing that right after the show. It's Valentine's Day. I should probably spend time with my wife at some point. Um, <laughs> Wednesday with Jimmy Van bringing you all the behind-the-scenes fightful information. You all can really ask us anything. Uh, Jimmy, was a, he was a full-time wrestling journalist in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s, so uh, he's been great to work with. Thursday, Matt Riddle broadcast. Friday, Shane Helms. We're going to go through the process of running a show. A lot of stuff that you all like don't understand and that I don't understand that goes into to running a show. His, his podcast is really an education in the wrestling business. So make sure you register at Fightful.com to get early access to that. I'm with Showdown Joe, I believe, Thursday or Friday, and then uh, this Sunday after UFC Halifax. Fightful.com's own Elias Theodoru fights on, I think, Fox Sports 1 Sunday night for the UFC. So go check that out, guys. He's one of the, the top fights on that show. Him that damn Pert Plus sponsorship. Do you use Pert Plus, Alex? I, I don't. I am a bald man uh, and very don't use a lot of Pert Plus. 
probably why you have a disgusting smelling beard. That could be. I use beard shampoo that's done Burt Plus. <laughs> give me any of that. <laughs> uh, anything, like, uh, tell the people what you do, where they can follow you. Uh, I'm working on the uh, wrestling side of things on uh, Fightful.com. Uh, doing those uh, off track with A-Train segments. We'll have one this week about uh, Virgil's advice for James Ellsworth. So that should be fun. Uh, and then whatever else pops up along the week. They they have a lot in common. The hog. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They did call Virgil Big Hog back in his Million Dollar Man days. I'm have you heard sure. the rumors? There are some yep. rumors. There are some rumors. Um, and you can follow me at Pulowski the Fourth. And that's it. That's it, that's guys. It. Follow me at Sean Rossap. Uh, go to Fightful.com. Uh, if you all don't mind, share the site, Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, all that good stuff. The more you share the site, the more cool stuff we can bring you. News, interviews, podcasts, photos, videos, everything you could possibly ask for in a wrestling or an MMA site, we've got. Live coverage as well. We've got those discuss forums that you all love so much. If you're over there talking trash in the YouTube section, head over for the uh, live coverage of SmackDown for Raw, TNA, uh, Lucha Underground, NXT, pay-per-views, UFC shows, Bellator shows, World Series of Fighting. We got it all. Fightful.com. We're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.